welcome to the Seeds Church Podcast. Be sure to follow and subscribe to us on Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, and on our Apple and Spotify podcasts. We hope you enjoy this inspiring message from our Sunday service. We're going to have a, uh, an interesting morning, uh, an interesting time, and uh, I'm, I'm not bringing the gospel, the good news, because our panellists are. And uh, they're going to speak into uh, our shared life together. And I really should stick to my notes um, because it always is better when I'm prepared than when I'm on the fly. Uh, For the next two Sundays, we're going to be really exploring some people's lives and uh, giving them some key topics. And the key topic for this morning is how God uses us. How God uses us. Now, I, I know last week that we announced that we would have two topics. Uh, they would be mental health and climate change. And uh, there's been a slight change in our plans. Um, I know they're a topic on everybody's minds, and I don't disagree that we should talk about it as a church. I think, though, there are deeper issues in our society. And uh, I think that we are far more of a solution-focused people uh, than what we realise. And I operate out of the firm belief that in the heart of God, we find all the answers to life. And what's more, God has given the information and the mandate to the church to bring those, that solution, to live out that solution into the world. So while we could talk about climate change and while we could talk um, about uh, many other issues, mental health and and a plethora of other issues that are going on in our world, I think that the church holds the hope of the world, the information of life, the cure for society in its hands. And in the Great Commission, Jesus has entrusted the church with the extraordinary responsibility of continuing his work in the world. We all agree that when Jesus walked amongst us, he brought light and truth like no one else has. And we still tell his stories because they were so profound and so life-changing for everybody that cares to listen to them. So when I say Jesus has entrusted his mission to the church, that is the most wonderful and a most scary thing that we hold this beautiful privilege of continuing his work in the world. So I am really interested to know how the church does that and really interested to hear how the church does that and really interested to explore how the church does that and really interested to be part of how the church does that. And so I believe that when people are transformed into the image of Jesus... Issues around climate change, issues around, issues around mental health find their resolve in the heart of God. And so I want to lead us into that place at this particular moment. So for the next six weeks, and we've got a family service coming up on the end of the month uh, with a, a guest artist coming in. Uh, for the next six weeks, apart from that family service, we're going to concentrate on the church, the why and the what of the church. And so as I've said, for the next two Sundays, we're going to hear the stories of the church, first-hand stories of how God is using people. Not people that you see on YouTube, 
Not people that you see in a book somewhere or a visiting speaker that comes in and goes out again, but people that are us. People that on our camera people would have seen. People that you would have seen, people that you know, people that you would have talked to. People that are one of us. People that are humble before Jesus and who have been willing to let him use them. So today is all about how God uses us And in this particular case, how God uses us to help other people. So you excited about that? You good? We're all okay? All right. So would you welcome up on stage our four panel members? They are Mel, Val, Rebecca and Andrew. They're sitting in the front. Would you welcome them up? They all, without a moment's hesitation, said yes they would be happy to be part of this. Isn't that exciting? It's very frightening. Very bright. There we go. How's that? Someone is listening. Good eye. So I think it would probably be better if I sat down too, wouldn't it? So I've I've got some prepared questions for them and uh, we're going to see where this goes. And uh, I've never done this before. So this could get really interesting. Here we go. I might start with Mel. Would that be okay? Seeing as I've got you first on my list. And uh, you run a small group. You have done so for a long time with your husband who's got the wonderful name of Jonathan. Who's who's excellent, isn't he? I wondered uh, if you'd share what what motivated you to to run a small group, to to invest so many years into leadership of a small group. Um, When we initially started at Seeds about 13 years ago, we were wanting to get involved in a small group and at the time there wasn't one that was, uh, you know, available and so we started one and that was for couples um, and that ran for a little bit and when that finished and people naturally, some moved overseas, we thought, good, that's done, Uh, now we'll just go to one and blend in and that'll be it for a while, Um, but God has other plans often, so... We had a call from the person who was leading the young adults um, ministry at the time and he said, would you be interested in or available to lead a young adults group? And I, we had one child and I was pregnant with my second and when I hung up the phone, Jonathan and I chatted and I said, no, I don't think we'll be doing that. <laughs> and, but God, you know, he, he prompts you and he put things on our heart and over the next few days we just came together and said, yeah, actually... I think this is what we need to be doing. Mm. And, um, you know, I, I was nervous about that. I don't, didn't feel like I have all the answers or, um, you know, what do I do if they ask questions? I don't know. But um, it's just been so good to just share life together and mm. to encourage young people. And so we ran that one for about six or seven years um, until they moved from young adults into fully-fledged adults, I guess, and and that kind of naturally ended. And then once again, we just felt, yeah, this we need to be serving God in this way again. So we're um, mm. about two years into our second young adults group. So have there been particular points where you felt this was really worth running this group and investing? Because is it, are you running it weekly or fortnightly? Yeah, weekly. So, so it comes around pretty fast, doesn't it? It does, it does. And I think... Always the morning of, we're like, oh, it's on again. Okay, we need to prepare. We need to do this. But every week I find it just a huge blessing. And I feel like 
I'm blessed more than the people in the group often. Mm. Like when, you know, when they're in our home and sharing and they're sharing their struggles and we're praying for each other every week, I feel like this is where we're meant to be. Mm. And and have there been moments where you've, uh, where you've seen trans growth in, in the people you've been sharing life with? Have you, can you got any sort of highlights without breaking any? Yeah. Um, I think, yeah, seeing the young people and, you know, a lot of them are in universities and workplaces where it's not often easy to be a Christian and being able to grapple and have those conversations in a safe place um, and just encourage them in their walk with God and we pray together every week and people bring prayer requests and um, in in the first young adults group we led one of the people brought a prayer request, I think for about six years, the same prayer request of a, you know, wanting someone in their family to come to know God. And they brought it every week and every week we'd pray for them and we didn't really see any change there. Mm. And then a few years later after it ended and they'd moved away, we saw them, just bumped into them and they said, hey, guess what? This, you know, my family member is so passionate about Jesus. And wow. so it's been amazing seeing yeah. God's faithfulness. Yeah, yeah, that's wonderful. Wow, extraordinary, isn't that? Uh, let's, let's go to Val, because um, Val, you, with you, just grab that microphone there, thanks. Uh, you, and, uh, you and Judy yes. run a craft group on a Friday, many of you know this, run a craft group here on a Friday morning. How long have you been running that for? Uh, well, I haven't been running it the whole 39 years, but Judy has about 37 years, and wow. I sort of evolved into leading it with her and Joy Simpson who's absolutely amazing she gets up here at some very early time and we come up here and all the uh, things are set up for us. All the tables are set up for you and and the urns on most important the urns on and it's we're really blessed we have such a good group you know we and okay Judy and I might run it as they say but you know, there's all these other people that we can call on if we need to, don't we, Jenny? <laughs> so, what, so, Val, what, what motivated you to, to get involved in this? Well, apart from like really enjoying craft. Yeah, okay, yeah, well, that's one yeah, thing. That's yeah, that's one. But okay. it's the group that we have is not just all seeds people. Yep. We have other people from the Lutheran Church and, uh, oh, I don't know where else, Anglican, and it's really good. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's really great. And a couple of people have said, oh, but... Uh, the prayer quilt industry has been wonderful. So just just tell us about the prayer, because probably not a lot of people know about oh. the prayer quilts. Tell well, us. we have a few a long time ago, um, somebody suggested we have prayer quilts and we can give them to people that are sick. And Wendy, at the moment, is great. She yep. hears from, a, from the church and she'll ring up, send a message. Have we got any? Yes, we have, 10. And she'll come around and we'll, we think we're choosing the colours, but usually when Wendy comes there and says, oh, no, this person really likes magenta, and I say, what colour's that? Is that a pink? Oh, we haven't got any of that. And I sort of turned back this quilt, and there was this <laughs> magenta flowers, and it was just beautiful. And so that's really rewarding. So just let me just interrupt you. So prayer quilt... These ladies make quilts. Yep, I don't, but some do. Yep, okay. <laughs> they, they hand make them, they pray over them, and then we give them to somebody who's having a hard time or is sick or unwell in whatever. It's an incredible blessing. 
Some of you would have received some, I would want imagine. It, it, it's a beautiful thing. It really is a lovely thing. Yeah. So, and yeah, the, keep and going. It's got, we have on the back, this is a gift of love from Siege Uniting, oh, I think it's Uniting, Siege Uniting yep. Craft Group, yep. Aberfoyle Park. And then whoever makes a quilt has put a prayer, prayer uh, another prayer note on yes. another spot or two. Yep. Great. It's, it's just great. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And uh, actually, Adrian got involved with the prayer quilt. He over at the golf club. There was a young man whose partner had an aneurysm, yep. and they'd been sharing. And he said, "I think I'll talk to him about the prayer quilts." I don't think the poor guy knew what a quilt was. But anyway, that didn't matter. <laughs> so we worked out a time, and he lost their phone number. But anyway, our son's over at the golf club too, so he gave him the phone number, and we delivered it to him in this nice bag. And he just stood there and he said, do I give this back afterwards? No, it's a gift, Adrian mm. said. He handled it, I didn't, I was just there. And, and that was really special. That's wonderful. Yeah. Really special. And, yeah. uh, so you've seen God working through this, oh. this group so many times. You've told me so many stories over the last few years. It's just incredible. You got any you want to share? Uh, well, I have got an, uh, I won't read the other prayer I've got a note from someone. I won't read that today, but I won't use anybody's names. Because you, you won a Seniors Award. Oh, yes, we won a Seniors Award from the Onkaparinga Council. Okay. How's that? <laughs> Recognised outside of here. And, yeah. And I didn't even realise that Wendy and Wendy and uh, Judy had written this yep. thing. That's good. <laughs> and I was, we were down, six of us were invited down to a dinner. And then Judy just looked across and said, right, you're going up. I said... We go together, Judy. We're always together. What are you pulling rank for? You're going up. Okay. But it was really a nice celebration and yep. and mentioned the craft, all the things we do and the it's prayer lovely. quilts and they, they didn't miss a thing. So I interrupted you telling a story about God using, God using you to bless somebody? Yeah, well, I have got something I've got copied here that was sent to me. Is that okay to read sure. that? Sure, yeah. There'll be no names. Okay, no names. that's fine. Yeah. Um, the person starts off by saying that, uh, to me, for making the beautiful quilts, well, I've since had to contact this person and say that I don't make them, but I help deliver them. I want to thank you most sincerely for the wonderful rug you prepared for me. The images brighten my day and cause me to meditate on what they might mean for me and my life. The biblical text you have chosen in one of, is one of my favourites. In fact, I have preached on this passage from Matthew 11.28 in more than one occasion. This man is a Lutheran pastor, mm. elderly man. Jesus' gracious invitation and promise, come to me all who are heavy, weary and heavy laden and I will give you rest, has always helped me to cope with my cares and anxieties and it is helping me especially now as my life is drawing to a close. I have incurable cancer. Wow. And there was some more here, but he just said, I wish, wish you God's richest blessings as you prepare more of these wonderful rugs for people in special need. Yours sincerely, Pastor. Yeah. Thank you, Judy. Lovely. Isn't that wonderful? Uh, yeah, that's, that's wonderful. Thank you, Val. That's all right. Let me, uh, let me go to Rebecca because 
Rebecca has, has been really involved or started something really quite remarkable and it's a Wednesday fortnight dinner for people who would like to come. That's, that, is that a good summation of what you've... Yes. Yep. Oh, sorry. That's it. And it's called, for those of you who don't know, it's called Seedlings. Which is an awesome name. I always thought it was a good name for our kids' ministry, but you've got it. So that's, uh, that's really good. They so can could be you... seedlings junior. Could be seedlings. <laughs> More seedlings. Could you, um, could you tell us what motivated you to start seedlings? I can't take any credit for that. Um, Nathan and I were going to move to Melbourne, as a lot of you know, um, but the pandemic hit. And Stephen Marshall was going to close the borders, so I prayed and I asked God, what do you want me to do? So I packed up my car and I drove, and I got Nathan to meet me halfway at Bordertown, not quite halfway, but um, and we drove back, and everything was uncertain. Mm. Food source, you mm. know, we were having restrictions. Uh, you know, day-to-day life had changed, um, so we weren't sure what our next step was going to be. But being the good, obedient wife that I was, I used to go to Woolies every day. No, 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 not every day. So um, I'd go out and somehow God would put people in my way, uh, people whom he wanted, who, sorry, who needed him. Mm. The, um, and I thought, oh, you know, I've met so-and-so. Um, that's nice, you know, at least it's someone from church. And then I started meeting uh, other people who really needed God and I'd say, you know, you should ring, ring Seeds Uniting Church. They'll support you, they'll help you. And finally, I got the message that God wanted me to start something for these people. Mm. What was it? I didn't know. And then it was a meal. Um, and I just felt eventually God say, hurry up, (laughs) get on with it, because I was scared, and I thought, you know, who am I? The church was closed, everything was online, how could anything start? So when I felt that, you know, God saying, hurry up, start this, I said, okay, Lord, if you want this to happen, you'll open the doors for me, Mm. and I rang the church, and the doors were open. And so everything down to uh, the day and the time of these meals, I've asked God. And so... Mm. Um, have, you, have you seen... What, what, what's the results of, of, of your obedience and your faithfulness? What, can you tell us how, how this has worked out? Um, it's... I feel closer to God. Mm. I can feel when he's speaking, mm. um, and I used to consult a lot of people and ask them, what do you think? You know, do you think this is right? But at the end of the day, it was my relationship with God, mm. and that's been the biggest um, change in my faith. Yeah. Um, yeah. And seeing, obviously, people happy. Yeah. Because, look, it might be just a meal, but... Something happens. Yeah. 
Um, and so it's that change, and it's only a God change. Yeah, and there's no secret why Jesus met over meals all the time, is there? I mean, there's something about hospitality and food that, that opens a conversation and, and enables some spiritual work to happen. And you, you also do some sharing as well, is that right, in the, in the meals? Yes, so we have Frank Milne, who's just a wonderful member who um, has started or had started... Um, it's voluntary if you want to get up and talk about your life, your experiences, or anything really. So that's between main course and dessert. Um, and it's just amazing. And people have opened up yeah. um, because they have spoken. Mm. And it's allowed relationships to deepen yeah. uh, within the group. Mm. What, what, do you hope, what do you hope that God would do more of through this, this Wednesday night meals? For people to understand that no matter what age you are, you're still people. Whether you're young, you're old, you still have the experiences and you still have um, the opportunity of camaraderie. Mm. Um, one thing I do have to mention, I asked God for help because when I started the group... Um, there were two members. It's been going on for about two years now, over two years, and we averaged 22 to 27 people. But I would not be able to do this without the help because I asked God, please bring me help. And he, he brought them in the form of Liz Crow, Heather Maguire, uh, my husband Nathan, and Sam Whitehead. Yeah. And we just have a ball in the kitchen, it's fantastic. And then we we don't just cook and serve food. We sit with everyone, and it's like a family meal, and it's fantastic. So most people uh, would have have twenty seven people for Christmas dinner. They would think that's enough once a year. You're doing this once a fortnight. We do. In season, out of season, you just keep on rolling, don't you? We do. We don't stop for school, during the school holidays. We just continue. And that's yeah. another God instruction. Yeah. Well done. Okay. Well, how great's that? How, how wonderful is that? So, beautiful. Well, of, course, of course, last but not least, Andrew. Um, Thorn amongst the roses. <laughs> We're just going to leave that one right alone, Andrew. Because um, it's been recorded and it's going live forever. <laughs> so you have a real heart. Andrew has a real heart for people, uh, for people on the margins, for broken people, for people that are hurting. It's, it's a wonderful thing. If you're around Andrew and you talk about that, you'll see him tear up really quickly because the heart of God overflows out of his heart. It's a beautiful thing. Recently, you had a heart for the skate ministry. And we've heard you've been interviewed before. Uh, we've now got the barbecue trailer and all sorts of bits and pieces. But but can you tell us? I don't think I don't think many people here would know how how this actually came about. What did you get a skateboard for Christmas or something? Or what was the what was the story? <laughs> okay, so some years ago now, I was uh, walking around the uh, dog park uh, at um, on Manning Road there. And uh, I was thinking, you know, what can I do um, to, you know, to do something in the community? I was stopped in my tracks uh, looking at the skate park and I've gone, I reckon there'll be kids there that haven't had a meal today. Righto. 
I'll grab a packet of sausages, some bread and some sauce and I'll rock up and we'll see what happens. Uh, so that first one was um, a bit daunting, not knowing what I'm going to be doing. Um, and uh, then, yeah, I'm cooking the sausages and lad came up to me and said something along the lines of, uh, are these sausages for anyone or can anyone have these sausages? I've gone, oh, these sausages for all you guys, go for it. And he said, oh, that's good because I haven't had anything to eat today. Yeah, wow. no, it's kind of like, so this was uh, evening time? Uh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Wow. Uh, so, yeah, afternoon, after schoolish, I think it was. Wow. Yeah, it's going back a few years now. Um, uh, so, yeah, did that for a while. Um, and then I think I'd, I'd stop for one th- reason or another. And then uh, you mentioned um, you'd like to like the church to be able to do something, um, something around that. Um, so don't, then, don't blame me for what God's doing in your life. Yeah. Uh, us, I think you was working yeah. through us. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I'm going to lean into that a bit here. Mm-hmm. Um, and um, yeah, so then uh, gathered together um, with um, uh, others looking to do outreach and um, through um, prayer and um, discernment. It, um, uh, yeah, it was kind of a confirmation. Felt we had a confirmation, and then we had COVID of course, which um, um, stops doing it. Um, but we started then uh, last year in January. Yeah, nearly, nearly a year old. Yeah. Wow, 12 months on. And yeah. you've been pretty well weekly apart when the weather is over 700 degrees. <laughs> yeah, so we're not going through school holidays at the moment. Yep. Um, love to have more people to be able to, um, yep. to uh, do that. Yep, there, it was a pretty wet winter. I don't know if those remember winter. It was a pretty cold winter. Um, that we yeah that we got through um, yeah yeah so uh, so yeah so on Tuesdays five thirty till seven okay um, at the skate park love people to come around so you just around. cook sausages <laughs> yeah and and you you probably I would imagine you're now people expect it or that you're known and so you get this you people that are regular and that engage with you and yeah so impact I think was your next question yep. sticking to script. <laughs> Yeah, well, there we go. Righto. All right. So the, the question I sent him last week was, what sort of impact do you think you are having? Right. There you go. So glad you He's asked. He's obviously prepared. Um, yeah. <laughs> um, so it's been great gathering as a church, yeah. um, um, at, like regularly in the community, and we encourage each other and, you know, there's stuff that's going on in our lives as well, and we get to um, talk and... Um, and, and get around each other uh, and just being amazed how God sends us people um, just looking at each other and going wow, that's amazing um, when people come and rock up with things yeah we do have regulars um, some um, might be coming for community um, some for um, uh, some just uh, just for the food, we've had um, had it been said that haven't had anything to eat today and there, for quite a time there was a lad that was there just about every, you know, most weeks we were there for the um, for the sausages. Um, other thing, I mean, Nathan reminded me um, um, how people are really amazed when uh, we say that the snags are free, um, and and then we let them know why, mm. and um, and it, um, you know it's part of us being um, yeah. part of Seeds Church. Um, John the Baptist came over asking for prayer. John from the Baptist Church. He, it, <laughs> he's, uh, he connects with us most weeks. Um, and he came over one week going, oh, um, uh, Chantel um, needs some prayer for, um, um, you know, she's going through a health condition. All right, John, well, let's pray. Yep. And that was, that was awesome. Uh, but, you know, that's, you know, an, um, 
impact as well. Um, at the Green Team fundraiser, Virginia came up to me and um, said that she was in the dog park and um, heard someone saying about uh, church doing a sausage. Oh, that's our church. That's our church. She got really excited about wow. it. So wow. people at Dog Park. And then um, late last year, I met with uh, Lisa and Joshua from the Onk Council. Yep. Um, and uh, amongst other um, topics, Joshua mentioned that we're going to be asked to be part of the, um, a regen event. I think it's a thing they do for kids. Um, and okay. so they're going to be doing something at the skate park. Uh, and they want us to be there and do the sausage sizzle. So <laughs> we're going to need more people <laughs> yeah. um, for that one. Um, yeah. Wow. And so, we mm. might as well keep rolling with that food question. <laughs> Thank you. Can you tell us some stories that shows God <laughs> is at work? Yeah, great. Thanks. Um, so, yeah, hopefully um, when I'm giving these, I've got a... Um, about half a dozen of them, um, you'll just get a sense of connection where there's connection within the church. It's like not just up to there's connection. So uh, Wendy um, Johnson um, is with us, and um, she was involved for eight years with the Aberfoyle Community Garden um, at Tearley Primary School. That's how she was introduced to Seas Church. So um, over time, Wendy had done a lot of prayer um, to get with the, sc- the school, with the garden, received a grant to uh, renew the garden. Um, when that um, when that um, stopped, um, she came along and got a part of the skate park, um, and she went to connect with people at the dog park. And one of the students from the working bee, Jade, Jade was there and able to connect with her. Uh, and now Simon, Marita, Jade, and Sky connect with us each week. Wow. Jade's coming to youth. Wow. Um, uh, Marina came one week to bring an iPad or something to Jade and, oh, hey, how are you going? And uh, got to show the other parts of the seat building, which she said she didn't see much of when she'd been to Road to Christmas. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, uh, and Sky's, Sky, the youngest daughter's in year six, and uh, she's, um, yeah, excited that she can come to youth now. So, um, so that was the end of last year, so that's, that's going to be exciting. Um, so there was one week um, with the rain making the skate park wet and cold and, and the cold weather still afoot. wasn't sure whether it was worth going um, and only two kids came. Uh, there was one kid there with a dad and uh, uh, they didn't come over. Um, but Harley, the other kid who is a regular, um, offered to help set up. He offers to help um, set up um, most times he's there. He comes with his care of Kirsty. Um, um, so, yeah, so while he was about, you know, it's only really, you know, he was the only one there. I gave him a bit of information about seeds and the uh, kids' service on Sundays. And he said, is Jesus God's son or his brother? And I was like, okay. So, <laughs> so there's, a, there's a conversation just, just simply by mentioning the services. And that, that came out, which is awesome. So, yeah, I'll look at that and, like, when it looked like, oh, there's going to be no one here and, oh, is it going to be worth it? There was something really powerful. Got a plan there. Um, And when I did tell Harley we weren't going to be there during the holidays because we needed more volunteers, he goes, I'll volunteer. (laughs) Thanks very much, mate. Um, And his his carer, um, Kirsty, says he looks forward to it. Um, He's also um, connected with Aaron's son, um, uh, Leroy, um, and he wants to catch up at other times. Um, So we put out a prayer request that, um, yeah, that can happen. Um, So we've got um, Cody and Ethan, a couple of the young uh, lads who um, come to youth who hang out in the foyer. Um, they uh, told them about the skate park and they came down um, and brought Brody, um, who hadn't been to youth before either. And I mentioned to Brody um, that um, Cody came to youth, maybe he should come and check it out. And he did. 
Um, and so the first week he didn't really engage. Um, the following week he came back and joined in with the other activities um, and went into the auditorium for the service, which is awesome. And so he put out a um, Facebook um, a prayer out in the Facebook group, if you want that. We've got a group that you can um, come and see what's happening. Um, and, um, yeah, so the following week, whilst um, the youth service was going on in, uh, in the auditorium, um, Brody sat in the fore at youth uh, and asked Nathan about the Bible and about Jesus for the majority of the service. And he, at the end he said, oh, that went quick. And he was sitting there reading the illustrated um, Bible. Uh, and then he took the Bible took the Bible, uh, the illustrated Bible home with him. Wow. So I said, thanks for your prayers. Yeah. Um, uh, so Tanya, one of the regulars, I told you there's a few, um, uh, one yeah, of the regulars, yep, yeah, we've got one. enough time, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah getting there, um, so uh, one of the regulars engage, uh, engages with us in conversations most weeks, um, and she comes with her son Jonathan, she felt comfortable in opening up to Aaron about um, how she felt like God's been working in a situation in her life, wow. so you know, just being the church there. Um, our Christmas party, um, Bailey, um, who comes with his carer Jack to skate park, was asked if he knew Jesus, and he said no, so I've got to give him a little bit of a skinny of the, wow. uh, of the uh, gospel there, of what Jesus has done for us. So, um, um, Last yep. one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. This is it. I'm there. Yeah. <laughs> um, and so uh, at the road to Christmas, uh, Tanya and Jonathan sat and listened to the Nativity story. Um, and Cody, Brody, Jade, and Bailey all came to the road to Christmas wow. as well. So, wow. yeah, pretty That's extraordinary stuff. Isn't it? Absolutely extraordinary. Yeah, praise God. I just want to ask Mel. Mel, how did you know? You just grabbed one. Yeah. How, how did you? How did? What was the sense that you knew God wanted to use you? In, uh, we're talking about small group leadership, but God's used you in many other things. What's, what's, your, what's your sense that you know when God wants to use you in a particular thing? I'm throwing you... She hasn't, hasn't seen this question before. No, that's all right. Um, I think often, you know, it comes through other people and, and a need, basically. You know, where is there a need? And, I mean, when we were asked to lead a small group... Um, that verse came to mind, um, the harvest is plentiful but the workers are few and I just felt a real sense from God like you can do this and, you know, mm. if, why not you? Um, you know, yeah. I thought if, if it's not me, who, who will step into this place? So yeah. um, I think just that prompting on my heart that God can use me even if I don't feel, you know, amazingly equipped, he will equip us. He, he will use you, yeah. So it's ordinary people in the hands of an extraordinary God. That's really what we're talking about. Do you, do you notice the theme here that, that this is all team-based stuff too, isn't it? It's, it's togetherness. It's, it's not solo. It, it might be someone driving it. It might be someone owning it. But quickly, teams surrounding, teams using. It's, it's quite extraordinary. Val, is there anything you want to say to people while you've got, you've got everybody here? Do you, and I, just... I don't know how many people online, but you've got everybody. What do you want to say? <laughs> You've got the wisdom in the room. Tell us. Uh, I'd just like to say to people that we have an incredible crèche lady. She, she's been coming for years. My eldest grandson was, is now 18 and he came to crèche. All of them came to crèche and they used to say, where's our money? Because the crèche people pay too. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. if they hadn't got it off their dad before they got to me, I, and they just loved it. And she's come, still coming. She's fully trained and... I can really recommend her to anyone that um, has got a small child that would like to come and join in with us and do craft or whatever. And 
we had a new lady come and I said, oh, what brought you here? I heard you had a crash. <laughs> she said, oh, I could spend two hours doing painting or whatever she was doing. And I will finish now, but there was one funny story. One of my friends brought a chair back in here and she said, I don't know what's going on in there, but there's this man standing up on the stage talking to himself. I said, oh, no, that's Matt Peters. It's okay. (laughs) 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 Absolutely spooked her out. (laughs) So, So here's the encouragement for all of us, isn't it? Ordinary people being used by God. That's us. What, what you're looking at here is the church, and I really should have another chair with a mirror. So we're looking at the church, who we are, how God uses us. And can you see, can you, I reckon if we spent another hour, we'd find more interconnectedness going on here with what God is doing in this master plan, bringing us together and using us differently. I mean, we've, even, we've, we've heard stories about different people, and then the connections that we've already heard, Road to Christmas, we've heard Excess. We've heard Sunday as well, the, the interconnectedness. So a little bit times all of us goes a long way, doesn't it? It is extraordinary. Now I want to read to you because it is 10 o'clock, believe it or not. So we've been up here for about 30 minutes. So I want to read to you from Ephesians and um, Ephesians chapter 4. And just for your encouragement, it says this, Ephesians 4, starting at verse 11, going down to verse 16. So Christ himself gave the apostles, the prophets, the evangelists, the pastors and the teachers to equip the body for works of service so that the body of Christ may be built up until we all reach unity in the faith and in the knowledge of the Son of God and become mature, attaining to the whole measure of the fullness of Christ. Then we will no longer be infants tossed backwards and forwards by waves, blown here and there by every wind of teaching and by the cunning and craftiness of people in their deceitful scheming. Instead, speaking the truth in love, we will grow to become in every respect the mature body of him who is the head that is Christ. From him the whole body, joined and held together, by every supporting ligament, grows and builds itself up in love. And here's the bit I really want you to hear. As each part does its work. Let me lead you in prayer and we can finish our service. Lord, we thank you for these four. We thank you for what they have shown us. We thank you for what you are doing in their life. And for our church what you are doing in our lives. Help us to have the courage and just that little bit of faith to step forward for you to use us and to use us for your glory, that this whole church may be built up in love as each one of us does our work and fulfills the role and the mandate you have on our lives as your church. We ask your blessing upon us as we go into this week. May we serve you as we serve the world. And God's people all said, Amen. My friends, go in peace to love and to serve our great God. Well, thanks for listening to the Seeds Church podcast. We hope you join in with us next week. For more information, you can visit our website at seedschurch.org.